You're now listening to the Talking Pictures Podcast, broadcasting from sunny Orange County, California. Filmmaker, journalist, and film historian, Paul Booth. Aloha. Welcome to Talking Pictures with Paul Booth. I'm super excited today because we're going to be joined uh, by Gerard Elmore. He's a multi-Emmy winning filmmaker, writer, producer, director, editor. I know he's done stuff as a cinematographer. And this is kind of a special show to me because, and then start having guests from Hawaii. And uh, just to add that special ohana to uh, the way we've watched Hawaii films change. And Gerard's going to kind of let us know some just amazingly cool stuff that's going on with the Hawaii film business. We're also going to talk about a short film, Red House. And before we get into that, welcome, welcome to the show, Gerard. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. Oh, so welcome. So very welcome. You know, as some people may not know, we're not an A to Z show. We like to just have this be like chill and fun. So for you new listeners, new audience, where I'll start out with, since one of our main topics is going to be your short film, Red House, which we reviewed. You guys can check it out in the archives. It played at the 40th annual Hawaii International Film Festival. Uh, so Gerard, maybe let us know the synopsis and what drew you as a filmmaker into it. Sure. Um, well, Red House, is, I, don't, I don't know. It's always hard to describe what Red House is without saying too much, but it's more about a um, guy named Scotty kind of reconnecting uh, with his past and kind of overcoming some fear. And it's a little bit of a redemption story, you know. I'm done it in a local way. So it was written by Holly Serini. And Holly Serini came through the Ohina uh, lab program that we run. And I thought it was a great script and um, wanted to make it into a short film and help her, you know, make it because I thought it was a really good story. Yeah, I see. That's interesting. Redemption and uh, the nature of this film. And again, like you put, you hit the nail on the head has. It's always so hard with short films, right? Because like one word too much could um, take it out. And I know you've spent time, well, years now, gosh, how quick time goes, uh, with the Ohina Short Film Showcase, which you uh, are in charge of. So for this lab, what was the process of how it came to you through the lab? Like, is there a pitch thing? Is there a is there like a contest? Like, what was that since you mentioned it came through a lab? Yeah, I mean, we, um, you know, Ohina Short Film Showcase is kind of something where it was more of a film festival. But now we've evolved into a lab program incubator, if you will, uh, bringing in these Hollywood talents. Like we've had Marvel writers and directors come in and mentor our local writers and filmmakers and from there, we pick like a, a green light winner. And uh, the first year of that lab, we had um, Mitchell Viernes, who wrote and directed Kaleva, which is on dust at the moment and racking up the views. Um, and, you know, this particular script, Red House, was in the following year. Um, and didn't quite get the green light award, but I went up and I talked to Holly and I was like, this feels like one that we should pursue and make and 
we did we we made it for very cheap and found a way to make it and now we're actually developing it into a tv show and hoping it turns into something bigger oh that's awesome well i i love and i've because of the amount of mutual associates we've had i've of course heard about the lab or i see things on facebook and um i just want to say that's a really amazing thing that you guys are doing i've um i've really enjoyed seeing i of course i had to leave hawaii 10 years ago uh for career but i just think it's awesome that you're keeping that circle of giving going which to you know as you know to people that aren't from hawaii like us we don't know that that's what runs everything right like the aloha spirit yeah um you know, I think uh, I've always had the dream to help create something that would help build the industry. Uh, we always had the dream of starting some sort of f- film fund or something that could help kickstart a uh, project. So that was kind of the idea behind it. And, um, you know, we did it by accident because we our, our first mentor, we just kind of politely asked if he would be interested in doing the lab. And then we kind of just jerry-rigged the first one, uh, and then and then it became a thing every year from that point on. So we always tell them that it was because of him that we're you know doing this lab program, and each year it seems to get bigger and bigger, and and the success of the fellows and alumni uh, is quite overwhelming, and we're seeing where they're going and what they're doing, and it's doing exactly what we were hoping for: building the industry. Uh, giving our local filmmakers a shot, a platform, a stepping stone to get to the next level in their careers, and also our ultimate goal, which is hopefully down the line, getting more above the line jobs and work uh, that we can bring here, uh, as opposed to having people uh, from the continent come in and, and uh, you know, we, we do the production support for them, basically. Right. It's like kind of time to stop just being the nice location and great crew. And, you know, Mitchell Viernes and these films that we've, that we got to see at HIF. Uh, and of course, Waikiki, uh, your, your film, I'll kind of just go right back into Red House a little bit. So this can show just how great the lab is. Is there a place yet? Or do you have any upcoming screenings for Red House before we get uh, a little more into it? Red House um, went to Taos Shorts Film Festival in Taos, um, New Mexico, and it uh, it won, you know, emerging artist uh, winner. Uh, the, the, of course, the joke there is we don't know which emerging artist because Holly's more of an emerging artist than myself. Um, but uh, we won there, which is a big deal because Taos, you know, was a few years ago, you know, mentioned as one of the top 50 places to submit. So, and they told us it was like out of thousands of submissions. So um, that was a, that was a nice win for us, um, knowing how hard it was to pull off the film. Um, it's going to, um, I, I'm probably going to mispronounce it, Maori um, Film Festival in New Zealand next. Um, and so that will be where it goes next. And we're waiting to hear where it goes after that. So 
Um, That's fantastic. With short films, it's very competitive. So, you know, it's a bit of an uphill battle, (laughs) you know, to get it out there. But we'll see where it goes. I I think, you know, we we did what we needed to with it. And we're, like I said, we're trying to develop it into a TV show. And I think we made it in a way that it's going to help hopefully sell that TV show. Well, this the yeah the short was so great, and I and I know it's some of the shows that we've done with shorts. Like you said, it's competitive, and sometimes there's not places to see it. But I wanted to bring attention to this because now that you're mentioning that uh, you want to turn it into a television show, um, I kind of remember that, and I think kudos to. It's not like there's ever a surprise if there's great cinematography from Vince. But I'm really interested, what made me want to talk about this was you did such a great job of capturing Hawaii. So I would love to know, like, where was that shot? Like, what beach was that? What neighborhood specifically? I mean, I know where it's supposed to take place in the film, but where did you guys actually do the work? Yeah, uh, it's a good question. I mean, you know, very hard short film to make um, because it's just all the challenges, boats, kids, dogs um dealing with water so uh, about every hard thing to do with no budget um and vince shot a big chunk of it and i've also shot a big chunk of it um so we kind of took turns on it um but a lot of it was kaneohe um because that's where i live so it was easy for me to just kind of pick up the camera get pickup shots around <laughs> the neighborhood um, and, uh, you know, kind of the, the place where the, the canoe is, where the boat is, is right next to uh, Kualoa Ranch, um, you know, right in that area. So, you know, it's all it's all in that neighborhood for the most part. There's a lot of creative things we did with some of the other locations. Um, like his apartment is like, you know, our office. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You would never think, uh, I, it was brick wall. So I was like, ah, kind of matches him coming from prison. So I like that, you know, and that works in that way. And, and then like the, the, uh, where else I think, um, and then like some of the water work was done, like actually on the West side because we had Brian Kailana as our water, uh, safety, uh, leader. So, you know, we went to his side of the island for, you know, some of that water work. But it, there was some Kailua bits, and most of it, for the most part, was Kaneohe. Okay, because I, I just loved the way it, um, the story didn't require that you were from Hawaii, like you were saying, redemption and some of the themes that are so universal. And I was just so jazzed with this and your other film in HIF because it was like a significant part of HIF being Hawaii voices. Not the, and I'm not saying this in a bad way because of course I produced a film that won the Made in Hawaii section. So there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, But I felt like this was like not a claiming of HIF, but just like, HIF should be Hawaii and not just a place, this is my opinion, not just a place to go and party or visit a cool festival or you get the invite and you're Quentin Tarantino. It's like the abundance of stories. So what I'd really love to know is if there's a way you can answer it, 
what has been the catalyst in the last years that you think pushed these stories so much more to the forefront? Well, I think it's an easy one to answer. Um, you know, I think it's Ohina. You know, um, you know, so it, it could be argued, and we can have a debate about it. But you know, I think this spark, this up, this wave has come because we put in a lot of effort and thought into putting the resources behind these unique stories. Um, you know, because in years past, Ohina or even the Hawaii National Film Festival, you know, you're not supporting them at the script level. You're, you're getting them after they're complete, they're done. So, you know, there's no one workshopping the scripts with them. You know, uh, they're just jumping in and they're doing it, which is not bad. But that's how we were doing that, you know. Now, you know, and, you know, maybe we're claiming too much, but, you know, now what we're doing is we're getting them at the script level um, and we're teaming them up with people who, do it for a living, you know, outside of Hawaii. Uh, and, 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 and with the newer years, we're, we're finding people who are working in Hollywood, making uh, really great films that have Hawaii roots. And that's even the, another level, right? But the theory was if we can get them at the script level, um, we can get the script where it needs to be before they actually make it. And then... The other key component of it is let's hook them up with the people who have equipment, have the resources to make it look, you know, bigger or more polished than we've seen before. So I'll rattle off, you know, all the ones that came through Ohina. You know, the, the, the first year we had Alika with Malkana Makai. Um, there was Kaleva, which made a big splash. There was Moon in the Night with Aaron Lau and... Um, there was a, a number of other ones and the year after that we had uh, Bryson who did other people which was one of Criterion shorts as well um, we had Red House come out of there and you know I kind of picked that one up um, and then this year I, oh, okay this year was only Red House and then the last year we had another one called Fall Guy that was a little bit uh, you know out there uh, but did really well like I, I felt like it it tried something that people haven't tried before and um, I was really proud of how that came out <laughs> and I, I think it, it told a different message than usual um, and I'm sure there's there's tons of other ones that I'm not remembering off the top of my head at the moment but we've had a lot of rock stars come through the lab and are fired up and go and go-getters and this year, you're going to see you know more. We have three that are in production right now for this year. And so you'll continue to see kind of these more polished short films. But that's not to say that they're all Ohina or it's all because of Ohina. Right. Uh, you know, I'm just making a point that I think we, we're providing some sort of spark, giving some sort of avenue and trying our best to elevate the community at large. When you won your Emmy, did you say it was because you were in the Hawaii Student Film Festival on Kauai? <laughs> um, no. Okay, because I claim that. I say. <laughs> you can nope. you can say that all you want, <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I I think with each project, you, you know, you have to give props to the team that was behind oh, it, and, yeah. and with the Emmys, we have thirty seconds, so 
you know. Well, uh, just on a quick note of that, is it just strange, crazy? I hear people say it's surreal, it's blur, like, we both know it's about people and story and Ohana and... But let's face it, it's obviously probably pretty cool to win an Emmy. So do you have anything that you would, could just tell us about that real quick? Like what it's like when you hear the name and you're like, holy crap. I also have to make a distinction. It's regional Emmys, but it is the same trophy. So, you know, the competition is still stiff and hard. And you're competing against Bay Area and some bigger, bigger markets than Hawaii. Um, but, you know, I... For years, I kind of actually did not take it seriously because, you know, I only submitted one other time and I was like, and I, I did get nominated and I was just like, yeah, you know, I kind of saw what, what was winning. And I was like, ah, I don't understand. But then, you know, it was kind of, you know, uh, I understood that it's with our Emmys, it's uh, not so much about production quality or production value, but it's more about the content. Um and and what you're trying to say so with that in mind then i started to get the hang of it and uh we submit i think last year when we submitted everything everything got nominated um Uh, with with that understanding you know um and and so you know at that point i was just like you know just that is good enough just to know that the work is validated and that it stands out from some of the bigger markets um, that we're doing great work, and that's for NMG Network, where I, where I work now. And, um, you know, then when your name is called, you're like, you're stoked, but, you know, it's, at the same time, I think there's a little bit more uh, nervousness and anxiety about missing someone in the credits and, and all that stuff, so, right, uh, right. which happens, um, not on purpose. Um, because well, it takes a team, you know. Is there something that one of your Emmys that uh, the audience can see on streaming or Criterion or? Yeah. So the the two that okay. So the two that one are uh, one is on YouTube, easy to access because it's for Hawaiian Airlines. Um, it's like an employee campaign. Stoked it won because it's more it was more of a commercial spot, but we told it more as a micro doc. And so we did Benny Agbani and a couple other people in the community. Um, and that could be found if you type in Hawaiian Airlines and you put Heart of Hawaiian, then you'll be able to find those and what, what they look like. Um, and then uh, the other one is on our site, nmgnetwork.com, called Poetry and Prose. It's about um, uh, W.S. I think it's W.S. Merwin, um, the poet. Uh, and it's kind of a short piece on him and it came out really lovely and beautiful and I knew it it had a shot because it was just so kind of special you know do you have a best lesson that you could kind of sit down and just be like there's no way I would have learned this if I didn't jump into this story at this point in my career yeah and I'll answer the Red House thing but you know since we're talking about Emmys um I think one of the most rewarding things that ever happened in my life is not winning those Emmys, but what's happening this year, which is, you know, we're nominated for seven this year. But uh, again, that's not the special part. The special part of it is 
Uh, six of those are for Honolulu Theater for Youth, Highway, a TV show that was born because of COVID, you know? Um, would have never existed, would never have happened if COVID never happened. Um, okay. So, you know, uh, as cool as these other projects that uh, may have won or done great things, because COVID happened, the theater director who could, you know, they could not do plays anymore in person kind of called up and said, can you help me put a TV show together? Um, Hawaii News Now will give us the airtime, but can you help us create a TV show? You know, and um, in a matter of weeks, we put together this TV show, aired it like within two weeks. Um, you know, it's done three seasons, has four million views. Uh, wow. Yeah. And it's nominated for six Emmy Awards in the course of one year of his existence with uh, amateur filmmakers who just learned how to put a TV show together. So, And once again, tell us where we can watch this. Oh, that you can find on YouTube as well if you type in uh, HTY or the highway, but uh, htyweb.org is the website and it can point you in the right direction. It's for kids, kids theater group, but... Um, you know, that's about as cool as it gets. And then, of course, Kahuakai, uh, Kahuakai uh, is up for an Emmy as well. So Wow. Yeah, so there's, there's great stuff happening that wouldn't have happened, you know. That's, I remember when we sat in our meetings for the Student Film Festival, our film club was, you know, he was a 40-year-old teacher at Kauai Community College. And I remember when he came to me and, like, said, let's do this, he was like, there's just these great voices in Hawaii, because he had grown up on Kauai and went to USC film school and stuff. He said that just will never be seen or heard. So he was like, so let's create a way that even if it's just that they're shown in the auditorium or in Honolulu, these films are shown. And so in that vein, I still to this day have you know, awards and have been in magazines and my career, I've been so blessed to have the career I've had. But there's always where I've just looked back and thought, you know what? It was cool that we showed over 200 films from 30 schools on five islands. So I just love what you were saying you just did with fostering the... uh the younger voices and the younger community and not just because of our age. And at a certain point we have to say it is about the cakey or the next thing. It's that purity. So I really mean a sincere kudos that you're, um, you know, that that's what you're doing. So kudos Gerard. And that's just really cool. Um, and, I, and that's just what I really, one of the things I've missed most about Hawaii is just that aloha, you know? And I think that that's the most important thing that Hawaii has. So I want to use that to go into one of the last things of when Gerard was saying Criterion, yes, everyone, he meant Criterion Collection, the DVDs we used to love that is now a streaming channel. So you go on and it's like Scorsese, Fellini, Nora Ephron, and then it's Hawaii. So is, is there anything that you can say of how did that uh, come to be? 
Well, that's Taylor Chang, to be honest. Uh, Taylor Chang at uh, Doris Duke and Homa was behind that. Uh, she had the opportunity to program Hawaii shorts. Um, and so, you know, she kind of uh, made her her list of the shorts that belonged in there and felt quite honored and privileged that, uh, you know, a number of the, well, our green light winners were all in there included. So, um you know, and some alumni as well. So I think uh, the Ohina showing was pretty good. And, and I also worked on Chris's Lahaina Noon to some capacity too. So there was a, there was a lot in there that uh, I knew quite well. Okay. I, I was, I had only heard of Chris because of uh, Vince mentioning it when they were shooting Waikiki. So I felt so lucky to have him on the show with Danielle. Waikiki broke my heart. I won't get into, you know, just what that film meant and showed. And I, I grew up in Waikiki, so very tough film. But I suggest everyone see it. Uh, Waikiki, check it out. It's making some online festival rounds. Uh, with that, Gerard, is there any... Uh, be it a website or just something we didn't mention uh, that you would like to just throw out there so people can uh, continue the support. Yeah, I, I think we didn't touch on Kahua Kai. Oh, let's get into it. Fire away. Which uh, is a very special movie um, for multiple reasons, but, um, you know, it's um, one that I'm pretty proud of and one that, uh, you know, I'm pretty stoked about what's happening with it. Uh, that one's special because, you know, it's something that was commissioned by Hawaiian Airlines. Became the movie it is without a lot of interference from Hawaiian Airlines and we're able to create something that I think came out really nice and special and digs into the culture in a way that I think is unique. Uh, there's been other movies that have done a quite a great job of telling that Mary Monarch story, but I think we get into kind of this um into heavy protocol and heavy into the um some new territory when it comes to the lead up to Mary Monarch. So uh, ah. and it it traveled uh you know pretty far into some of these other f film festivals and it it touches a lot of people who see it and see how important Hula is uh in the culture here. So uh, it was worthy of, of mentioning, and I think uh, we're quite proud of that one. Now it's just still festival circuit, or is there is there a way people can watch it? Uh, it's still festivals, but I think sometimes okay. soon uh, people will be able to watch it, whether we just drop it online or um, it'll be on Hawaiian Airlines on the planes when you come in here. So you get a kind of good uh. primer, you know, before you, you come here. That is so awesome, Gerard. I mean... To think local filmmakers film being shown on the plane that every that everybody sees coming in. What does the title mean when translated? Uh, just the journey. So it says the journey to Mary Monarch and we did that to kind of, you know, reinforce kind of what uh, what we meant. Um, but it felt like a journey. So we just thought it was the most appropriate uh, to name it the journey. You know, that's okay. what it felt, and it's what we felt like when we made it, so. It was such a wonderful film. This film was just so beautifully shot. 
um, there was such a strong story about like what Gerard's saying about the journey. And I don't, I'm not saying that this is what your intent was, but I think we all, on whatever film journey we're on, we have to kind of let it be. So how do you find the let it be mentality with such a huge event that means so much to Hawaii? You have a really huge responsibility, but you have to let the journey be. So like, was there added challenges to that as a director? Yeah. I mean, you know, you're jump. Well, essentially we jumped into it, not knowing all the dynamics of Mary Monarch, how it works, even like the contact people. Um, so, you know, you're just jumping into it. Um, so you're trying to find what the story is really quickly as you're shooting it. Um, and you know, you're just, you're just hoping it kind of comes together and hoping that you find the story before you get to the end, you know, so you're, you're tracking and we have a very limited <laughs> crew on it. It was a small team, mostly of three people, um, just kind of tracking these different halal and, um, and it was just, it was tricky and, um, you know, yeah, part of it is like, we can't have it just, <laughs> just as a project, uh, you know, at first it was just like an assignment that, uh, we we're getting from Hawaiian airlines, but I think, you know, everyone in the team was invested to make sure that I would represent Hawaii in the right way. So we pushed forward and we kept shooting and, uh, didn't give up until we got what we needed. So your film really opened me up to, uh, just paying more attention to where you're at and who you are. Yeah. So I'm glad that uh, I thank you for that. Thanks. Yeah. Well, that that was kind of the intention. The intention is you you, you well, we went back and forth on how much you're going to explain what a oli and hula and chanting and uh, all the nuts and bolts of it, or are we just immerse people in it and just have it as an experience, which I think is the way to go. Um, you know because pretty much what we're trying to do is give people the experience we got when we were in it. So that was the intention. I had never really seen anything like your film. And that's what I remember hitting me. So almost like a smack in the face, but not in like that bad Spike Lee film way to where I was just like, Gerard is, making something to where I used to feel embarrassed if I asked questions about Mary Monarch in that kind of like, well, you should know when you're local and you've lived here so long. So I also felt too, like your film was so welcoming. And so other than that, we know as filmmakers and artists, we're putting out our intent. Did you have a, this has to always be like, you know, rooted in a specific thought. Has for you, Gerard, do you have a meditation or something that always keeps you in your tone? In this case, your your guiding lights always be the the subjects, and they you're telling the story for them. You know, um, and essentially you're trying to get it right for them because uh, what people may not know is that hula and some of the melee have 
were almost eradicated. Um, and so they were passed down orally um, through generations and generations. And that's how, you know, Hula survived. Hula and some of these, um, the storytelling that uh, you see at Mary Mark. And um, our role is essentially to do the same thing, to preserve the culture, preserve this um, kind of this journey that they go on that they would no one uh, otherwise would have documented and preserved forever. So that's the lens that you're approaching it from, you know, not so much we're doing this for Hawaiian Airlines or, you know, uh, we're trying to, um, you know, do a movie that I, uh, that I want to make, you know? So as a director, or even if it was just as a producer, is there a genre that, um, like you have to do before you were retiring or stopping filmmaking. It's your dream. And it's not about budget or star. It's about the genre specifically. Mm, maybe uh, maybe some slapstick uh, horror film. Uh, maybe. I, I think I haven't really done that one yet. And that might be something fun. Um, you know, because I started off doing comedy, more comedy, and I like comedy a lot. And, but now, you know, kind of taking on more serious, more community-oriented projects. And, you know, even as a company, we like to do more indigenous storytelling, but maybe that's the one genre that would be great to do one day. Slapstick horror. Because I was say, I remember, was it Sour Gummy Bears and... Was it Mr. Wainai or Wainai Man? Yeah, Wainai Man. That was yeah, Wainai Man. <laughs> so yeah. I do remember uh, your work having humor, and I remember judges telling me, like, who is this guy? He's hilarious. So uh, I like that answer because it, it, it's I associated you until I saw your serious work has that. the The uniqueness, the great sense of humor, and... So I've, I've loved to, I love seeing how that evolved. So, well, uh, you take care all of our aloha and peace and, you know, safe wishes during this crazy pandemic world. You too. Stay all safe. Right. Thank you, man. I will. Aloha. Aloha. Mahalo. Bye. Bye. Uh, so thankful uh, that we got to have Gerard on talk about these films the Hawaii film business is just booming. Get on the Criterion Collection, even if you have to do a free trial, and check those films out that Gerard discussed. There's so many great things. I'm so happy that we got to have a Hawaii filmmaker on. With that, you know our motto here at Talking Pictures, whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening, make sure and watch a good movie. Aloha. Thank you for listening to the Talking Pictures Podcast real conversation and movie-induced inspiration.